Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing what is going on with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and today we've got a couple duels to preview. First homestand of the year for the Pokes. Uh, it's one of those classic Friday night, Sunday afternoon duel schedules, so glad to see the Pokes getting back to that. Glad to see the Pokes back in Gallagher-Iba. It's been a harrowing January so far um, with the big road trip up to or out to Chattanooga and then to Corvallis, Oregon, then to New York City. So it's been a interesting few weeks for the Cowboys. Um, they definitely look like they were training through this schedule. Uh, pretty tough on the wrestlers. Uh, it seems like some look kind of sluggish in a couple of uh, journeys, but a couple guys picked up some really big wins along the way. Uh, you know, Trevor Master Giovanni picked up the big win over uh, Brandon Kaler there of Oregon State. Uh, Carter Young picked up the win over Cleveland Belton there at Oregon State as well. But you also had some head-scratching losses. Uh, you know, Trevor Mastro lost to uh, the Columbia wrestler at 125 pounds that really he has no business losing to. Uh, it's kind of tough. Um, Carter Young lost to Matt Casimir at Columbia again, which isn't a bad loss by any means. Casimir qualifier, uh, fifth year guy. I think he's, he's going to be somebody that is really good, but, uh, the way he lost is surprising. That's the first time Carter Young's been, or he's been given, he's given up any bonus points in his career at Oklahoma state. Um, it may be the first time he's given up bonus points in his career, period. Uh, maybe the first time he's gotten pinned in his career. So a um, little bit of a rough week weekend there in New York City for Carter. Um, and then Wyatt Sheets lost to Josh Ogunsanya, which uh, not really that much of a shock either. Ogunsanya is a very solid wrestler, um, extremely strong, and uh, somebody that is going to um, be a force for Columbia here moving into the next couple of years he's he's been really good um so that that's what the dual schedules look like so far this year um kind of a meh uh go they didn't dominate the way that they should um some guys didn't score bonus points where they should some guys picked up losses um you know Dustin Plott had his first loss of the year there at Oregon State uh, against a guy who um, is good, but Dustin Plott is, you know, a top four. He's trying to get on the big stage on Saturday night at NCAAs, right? So um, maybe he got one out of the way, um, and uh, we'll move on, right? It could be a confidence builder. I have full faith in Dustin Plott to bounce back from that. Um, at the same, you know, at the same time, Luke Serber split, right? He uh, didn't look great against Oregon State, which that. Uh, that guy, Harvey, really good wrestler, um, experienced server, um, seemed to play it kind of conservative in that match, but then he teched his opponent there in uh, New York. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting dynamic going on. It's kind of inconsistent. Uh, one week you'll have the upper weights looking like world beaters, and the next week you'll while the lower weights don't, uh, and then the next week it'll be flipped. The lower weights will be world beaters, win you the duel, and then the upper weights look kind of crummy. So um, I don't know what to 
make of this team right now. Uh, at the end of the day, what matters, right? It's is March, so um, if they look kind of sluggish now, hopefully they are fresh and looking really good in March. Um, hopefully they're looking really good by the time these Michigan, you know, Bedlam round two, the Iowa duels, uh, Missouri's coming to Stillwater. Uh, so you want to win those duels for sure. But end of the day, if some of these guys can click in March, then that's what matters. And, and we'll all be happy if they, um, can wrestle well at the big tournament. If a couple of unexpected guys can get on the podium, um, then we'll be happy with the trajectory of this team. I think that's what they're talking about with development, right? Uh, they're going to take lumps. Uh, it's just part of the sport. And uh, very rarely uh, do guys go through all four years just beating everybody that they face up against. Uh, everybody's taken bad losses. There have been very, very few guys that don't. Um, and we're fortunate enough to watch one of them that, you know, he's lost four times in his 87 matches at Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, Dayton's been absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, even he had kind of a head scratcher there his freshman year against uh, Mickey Phillippe. So, you know, it, it's just kind of a uh, one of those years. Um, you had a couple of things not pan out the way you wanted to. I know that the uh, in 2020 we were circling Tulsa as a date that um, the team is really going to have a shot at winning a title and contending. And uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's going that way. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still a really young team. You have to remember that most of these guys are still sophomores. I know that they're a lot of them are in their third year of starting. Um, but they still have, you know, two and a half years of eligibility left, whether that be Trevor Master Giovanni or Carter Young or Dustin Plott or Luke Serber or, you know, it, it, it's, uh, the, these guys are still, um, have a lot of career in front of them. So, uh, we'll see what happens and, and how they get better over the course of the, the rest of this season and in next year, I'm, I have a lot of optimism, but that's, who I am, as y'all know, um, I'm I'm gonna look at this thing as glass half full. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for guys to continue to get better. So, um, take their lumps, you know, fight through it, face a little adversity. I think it was uh, Marcus Aurelius or Epictetus, one of those guys, said that the the poorest man on the planet is one that's never faced adversity because they never know what they can truly be. So, uh, that's, uh, a quote that they probably should be living by up there in the room right now. Um, because they're facing some adversity and they need to battle through it, especially, um, the lower weights, right? Especially 125, 141. And, uh, and even others, uh, even, um, the more experienced guys, Wyatt Sheets is, is certainly in that spot. Uh, Travis Whitlakes, certainly in that spot. Dustin Plutt, uh, Connor Doucette are in that spot. So uh, they all are. I, I don't think there's anybody in this um, lineup that is free from it. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, 
going to be an interesting ride here over the next couple of months. And I'm excited to go along with it. And I'm excited to walk through this thing on this podcast. Um, so I apologize for the inconsistency of late. Um, turns out doing two podcasts and a full-time job and raising a kid is tough. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, no excuses. Um, I don't, I don't mean to make excuses there. Um, I'm trying to, uh, better the audio experience. I'm trying to, uh, get the social media stuff ironed up so that we can, uh, get the word out to more people and make it a little bit more consumable. Um, so that's a work in progress. We're, um, making progress on that day by day. I'm trying to have everything launched and ready to go. Um, I hope I, I'm, I'm trying to have everything ready to go by being 12s. So we will, uh, we will just keep pushing here and making sure that, uh, we're getting this content out to you and that, um, y'all can keep up with what's going on with OSU wrestling. Um, a couple of other announcements. We had our first, Cowboy Wrestling Club exclusive interview with Coleman Scott that went out with the newsletter on Monday. Uh, so if you are not a member of the Cowboy Wrestling Club, uh, head on over to the old cowboywrestlingclub.com and uh, become a member. You know, every bit counts. Uh, there are uh, custom tiers, so you can start as low as you want, right? So um, we'll... Uh, uh, keep pumping those out over the months. I, I'm, I'm aiming for at least uh, one a quarter, but would love to do more. I uh, would love to get it up to one a month as the club grows and as the podcast grows and all that fun stuff. So um, should be pretty good. I, I think, you know, love the conversation with Coleman. Um, he uh, has an awesome mindset as it As it goes towards, you know, building a program, uh, building up what he's building at North Carolina, uh, doing the things that he's doing there, um, he's he's got an exciting thing going on. He's he's been successful, um, and then of course his mindset at Oklahoma State in the four years between graduating from OSU and um, making the Olympic team and winning a bronze medal, um, we talk about all that stuff. So definitely go check that out. Or, well, go join the Cowboy Wrestling Club so that you can check that out. Um, if you do sign up for the Cowboy Wrestling Club after you listen to this podcast, please let me know. Either send me a direct message on uh, Twitter or Instagram or shoot me an email, uh, lcothran20 at gmail, and I'll send you the link for the podcast and we'll uh, make sure that you're up to date on everything going on there with the Wrestling Club and the RTC. Speaking of that, on Saturday night, this coming Saturday night at the Hall of Fame at 6 p.m. is the second annual casino night for the RTC. It was a great fundraiser last year. Um, definitely helped progress the club towards its goals, um, towards putting OSU into a um, better place when it comes to the RTC. And uh, we just have to continue to do these things, the casino nights, the tailgates, the golf tournaments, so on and so forth, so that we can get to that spot where, you know, Dayton is hopefully going to make another run at a world medal 
this year. Uh, should be a world gold medal if he can um, get through the toughest tournament, the uh, U.S. Open and World Team Trials. Uh, so if he can get through that, then he should be able to win a gold medal at Worlds this year. If uh, he can make that, I'm, I'm confident that he can. And then uh, next year he's going to be making an Olympic run. Um, on top of that, you know, Dustin Plott, Trevor Master, Carter Young, um, Victor Voinovich is going to be competing for Serbia. Um, so there's a lot of uh, good things coming. And then uh, the wrestling club is continuing to bring in high-level athletes to try to meet their goals, even if they're not competing for OSU. They've got two um, wrestlers from Mexico that are training at the club right now. They've got a couple of wrestlers from France that have been in Stillwater on temporary visas to train a little bit. So uh, that stuff is awesome, and it helps the program overall as you're getting new looks, you're getting new people, you're getting new opportunities to learn. And uh, that stuff costs money. So um, the casino night's a big deal. It's going to be uh, $50 to get in. Um, you know, you'll get a set amount of chips. You can gamble that away. There's raffles. I think I saw there's a cornhole set. There's a um, cowboy wrestling wine set. I don't know what that is, but I'm interested in it. Uh, I'm not a wine person, so <laughs> but I, I'd like to see what that looks like. Um just for my own edification. Um, there will be uh, special guests there. There will be a lot of stuff going on, so make sure to go check that out. And, and to, if you're if you're around Stillwater on Saturday night, then make sure to be there. Uh, it's a nice little uh, get-together between the two duels. So first up, uh, on Friday night at 7 o'clock, the Northern Colorado Bears are – Coming into town uh, for the second time since they've joined the Big 12. So um, should be a really fun atmosphere on Friday night. Uh, I know that the school's been promoting things and getting students to come to these events. So hopefully we see a pretty good crowd there. Um, for those of you that can't make it, it's on ESPN Plus, as all home duels are. So that should be a good one. Um, but it's on Friday night, 7 p.m. again. So uh, it should be a fun Duel. There are some really good matchups here and some good opportunities for some of our wrestlers to kind of get their confidence back and get things uh, headed in the right direction as we move as we move to March. So uh, just slow, slow, slow go. It'll be here before we know it, though, um, is the crazy thing. I bat at the ballpark is next week, right? So um, it's uh, it's definitely sneaking up on us. But great matchups here. We'll start as we do all of our previews at 125 pounds um number 21 trevor master giovanni will be taking on number 17 steve opulin uh, who's a redshirt freshman from boston lake new york and a transfer to northern colorado from north carolina state uh Poulin is the hot shot eighth grade wrestler with the mohawk that made its rounds on social media a few years ago um, he originally went to north carolina state but left after one season in the program as we know um Pat Papalizzo runs a pretty tight ship there at North Carolina State, um, so it's not a fit for everybody. Uh, some guys get in and um, they realize that uh, they may not be a good fit for uh, what he's doing there. So, um, yeah, I, I, he he moved on to Northern Colorado, which is a big pickup for the Bears. I 
really happy to see him in the Big 12. I think that uh, he could be a real contender at 125 pounds in his career. He, he may even be this year. 125 is kind of a flip the coin on who's in second place in the weight in the conference. You've got uh, Killian Cardinale from West Virginia up at the top, and then beyond that you've got uh, Noah Certain from Missouri, Trevor Master Giovanni, of course, uh, Steve Opulin, Yori Volk at Wyoming, uh, Eli Griffin at Cal Baptist is having himself a really nice year, the Oklahoma Prep star. Uh, you know, so there, there's some really solid 125-pounders. And uh, Mastro, um, quite frankly, he's he's been pretty up or down this year. We're riding a bit of a Trevor Master Giovanni roller coaster, um, which is okay, you know, uh, as long as he puts it together at the end of the year, uh, which he's certainly capable of. He has big wins uh, this season and last. Um, picked up the win over All-American Brandon Kaler a couple weeks ago at Oregon State. Um, you know, he's, he's struggled a little bit this year. He's looked a little sluggish from his feet, which is, is really where he was good. And he's um, really good on top, but he really struggles on bottom. So I, I don't know what to make of, of Mastro here, but this is an opportunity for him to pull a small upset and move back into the top 20 after um, last weekend. So a uh, really good opportunity for him. Uh, Poulin, he's having a decent year so far. He's 18-3, and three, uh, which is a really good record, um, but he hasn't really hit anybody uh, that Notable, with the exception of Brent Unger from Cornell, who's that's a really really good win for Poulin. Uh, Unger, um, I think, was on the uh, junior world team at 100 or at 57 kilos. Um, so that's a, that's a good win. And then Cal Poly's Antonio Lorenzo. Um, Poulin beat him last week, and Lorenzo has been kind of the same way, up or down. Um, has had some good wins, but nothing super notable. But uh, it's it. A couple that make you kind of raise your eyebrow that say, okay, this guy could be pretty solid threat at NCAAs coming out of Cal Poly. And uh, Poulin beat him pretty handily. So uh, Steve-O's a, a really tough matchup for Mastro. He's good on his feet, so it's going to be hard for Mastro to get in on the leg here. It could be a two-to-one type of matchup. So... Uh, Master is going to need to be aggressive and really make a um, make that first move and uh, score first. I think the person that scores first here probably wins the bout. So hopefully we see that happen and Mastro gets a little bit more aggressive, gets to his offense, um, picks up the decision, which would start it off three to nothing for the Pokes. Um, going to one thirty three, Dayton's taking on Jace Colzar. A redshirt junior from Olathe, Kansas, for Northern Colorado. Uh, Kozar was a starter at 125 pounds last season, and it's been a bit of a rough move up to 133 for him. Uh, he lost to Whitcraft at the scuffle. He has a lot of losses on the year. Um, just hasn't really been smooth sailing for Kozar so far. He's a talented enough wrestler, um, but for Dayton, um, he's as he said in his media availability this week and as John said in the coaches show they've been getting Dayton to work on his uh, riding ability and his tilting ability. So uh, I'm going to continue to see him to work that. And I think that against Colzar he should be able to get the fall, which 
would be nice to see from Dayton. So uh, that'll make it nine to nothing for the Pokes. Uh, then you have um, the star in Northern Colorado's lineup here, Andrew Alirez, number one ranked wrestler at 141 pounds, taking on number 32 Carter Young. Alirez uh, is a junior, and he's a hometown kid from Greeley, Colorado. So he's been uh, there for I guess this is his fourth year now. With the program, he was the number three overall recruit in the class of 2019. So he's been a superstar for a long time. And, uh, you know, he's had a little bit of a disappointing career so far. Uh, he got upset in the round of 12 last season. Um, it was a tough uh, finish for him. I know that he was looking to get on the podium. That would have been massive for Northern Colorado. But he's another victim of the big 12, just having a really, really, really bad NCAA tournament last year, uh, across the board. I think every team, right. Um, Oklahoma state finished 13th and we're all disappointed in that obviously, but Iowa state finished, you know, 16th and Missouri finished ninth. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly uh smooth sailing for anybody. Uh, the difference between Missouri and Oklahoma state really is that Keegan O'Toole won that national championship. So, um, that's tough, you know, um, for for the whole conference. Um, but Alirez, getting back to the task at hand here, Alirez had a uh, disappointing end of the season last year, but overall a really good season. Uh, he qualified in 2020, but it was canceled. He was injured all of 2021. Um, so, you know, he's, he's looking to finally break through this year. And he certainly has. He's the number one ranked wrestler. He's picked up some massive wins already. He has no losses. Um, he's never really had a disappointing loss. So uh, bringing it back to Oklahoma State and Carter Young, what can Carter Young do here? Um, can he play spoiler? And as always with Carter Young, and I'm going to hammer this for the rest of his career at Oklahoma State because I believe in the kid, he's capable of doing it. He's absolutely capable of picking up a win here. He has the ability. He can get to legs. He can finish. He struggled, obviously. He struggled to um, finish his takedowns again. He's struggling to get off bottom again. But there have been flashes of being really good against Cleveland Belton at Oregon State. He did this. He put together just a really solid match, took care of business, picked up the win against Jake Berglund in the Minnesota duel, who was number three at the time. He just methodically put together a well-wrestled, excellent match. So he should be able to continue to do that. He should be able to do it against Alirez, but... It's hard to pick that. <laughs> it's hard to pick it as somebody who's doing this podcast thing. So uh, I'm not going to, but I do think that he can do it. I'm trying to spell out the reasons that he can. Alirez is really tough defensively, but he's not, and, and, he, and he is strong as well, but he's not invincible. He has given up his legs at certain points, but he scrambles really well. So if Carter can win a scramble and get up early, then he can do what he's done in his upset so far and finish out the match 
you know, maybe don't take bottom. I don't know. Um, he can do it. He just, honestly, with Carter, the thing that just needs to click is his mindset. He's just got to get his mind into it. He's got to focus and he's got to just do it. Just do it. I, I know that he can do it. And, uh, uh, I hope we see that. I really, really do. Um, I have all the faith in the world that Carter Young is going to just come out of nowhere and surprise people. Just He's got the talent. And in a long season, sometimes that's what wins out. So we'll see. Um, but I'm going to pick Alirez there to get their first points of the match there. Go up. or It'll make it 9-3 to three for the Pokes. Uh, 149 pounds, number 20, Victor Voinovich is taking on Chris Sandoval. Sandoval's also a hometown kid out of Greeley, Colorado, a six-year uh, graduate, uh, whatever we're calling the COVID seniors. Um, but uh, he's wrapping up a pretty solid career at North Northern Colorado for him, for them. He's, he's trying to get back to the national tournament for the first time since 2019. Um, and it's not looking great so far. He has no notable wins. He's put some pretty disappointing losses out there this year so far. So Voinovich uh, has been quietly really really solid this year um he has you know the the blockus loss isn't really anything to be ashamed about and the mitch moore loss isn't necessarily anything to be ashamed about he was aggressive in both of those he took a lot of shots he, he's taking his opportunities i like what voinovich is showing he's been aggressive and that wins um so i expect him to do that again here i really expect him to pick up bonus points and, and finish with a major decision um, would like to see him continue to stretch matches. His mad awareness in some of these cases where he's been uh, close to scoring a major um, has been um, a little disappointing, but that's learnable. Um, he'll he'll figure that out as they as we go through the season. So hopefully we see him do that. He stretches out here and picks up a major. That would make it uh, twelve to three for the Pokes. So we'll. Uh, We'll move on from there. At 157 pounds, number 11, Caden Gefeller is taking on number 31, Vince Zerban, a redshirt freshman from Batalto, Illinois. Probably butchered the pronouncement of that town name. Um, no idea where that is. But this is a rematch from the scuffle where Zerban was knocked unconscious on G's roll-through. Uh, so, you know, how G's signature move here uh, when he's on bottom is to uh, kind of get into a quad pod uh, dive for an ankle and then roll through for the reversal. It's uh, that's his uh, that's his thing, and it and it works for him, and it's been pretty effective. So, um, unfortunately, that's very that's kind of dangerous <laughs> for uh, the top wrestler. And Zerban uh, got hit on that. He, you know, G went for the roll through. Zerban rolled with him, and he hit his head on the mat and was out. Uh, you know, pulled the. Uh, Went into concussion protocol with the telltale sign of being asleep on the mat as, uh, you know, yeah, probably has a concussion, probably shouldn't finish this one. So uh, hope it looks like he's healthy uh, and back from that. Uh, he's had a couple of really good matches in a row here. He's going to be looking to uh, um, pick up some revenge here. His wins are mostly techs. Um, he doesn't lose by much. He's They're all very close. And, he, and this is to good wrestlers. Um, he was wrestling a really close match with G. So um, Zerbian's having a really solid season in his redshirt freshman year. Um, he's a really tough wrestler. So um, hopefully G can gut this one out as he's continued to getting, get his lungs. He's been kind of living on that 
this season, he's been um, wearing himself out in some of these matches, but he he gets there. He gets to the finish and um, picks up wins, and hopefully he continues to do that, picks up a decision here that would make it 15-3 uh, um, to 3 for the Pokes. So uh, moving on to 165 pounds, number 22, Wyatt Sheets is taking on Baylor Fernandez, a redshirt sophomore from Lockport, Illinois, uh, who originally was at Minnesota and transferred to um, Northern Colorado. So um, it's been an interesting ride here for Fernandez. He's a good wrestler. You know, as it turns out, uh, Braden Thompson is uh, from Lockport, Illinois. So they may know each other. This should be kind of an interesting relationship there. But Fernandez has had uh, some okay results um, at Northern Colorado. Um, but his losses are big, and he's been DQ'd from a couple of matches. So uh, kind of a weird run for him this season. His biggest win is over Cal Poly's legend Lamer last week. Um, otherwise, he has no top 50 wins. So Wyatt should be able to handle this one. Um, th- this should be one where he can kind of get his confidence back and pick up the win, move on. You know, Wyatt is what he is, and he's been consistent. Um, so so that that could be an interesting decision for him going 18 to 18 to 3 for the Pokes. Uh, that'll put us into Dustin Plot, uh, who uh, is taking on number 31, Andrew Berryessa, a sixth-year graduate from Reno, Nevada, who was originally at Cornell. He spent his four years at Cornell and then uh, had to transfer to use his sixth year of eligibility. Um, he, uh, you know, the Ivy Leagues don't do red shirts, so... And they don't do athletic scholarships. So, you know, it's uh, once you've done your four years, you're out. Uh, and they didn't make an exception for COVID either. So not only did he lose 2020, he uh, lost 2021. And that's uh, kind of a tough go for those Ivy League athletes. I hate seeing that. But um, Barry Ace is at Northern Colorado trying to make the most of his uh, last year of eligibility. And um, he's been a bit sluggish. Um, in that he doesn't necessarily have any great wins hasn't really had any bad losses but um, it's just the schedule he's wrestled so uh, it's going to be a tough one for Plot um, although Plot won this one at the scuffle 10-4 to and even though he's been a bit sluggish um, through the last couple of duels I think that he'll be back on his feet uh, in this one so Hoping that we see Dustin spread that score out from the result of the scuffle. Uh, would love to see him get the major here against Barry Asa to make it 22-3 for the Pokes. Uh, Travis Whitlake is taking on uh, redshirt freshman from Amarillo, Texas, Branson Britton. So uh, I think he went to the same high school as um, the UPenn wrestler that I'm Brandon Slay. Um, I think he went to the, that same high school there in Amarillo. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, um, you know, seeing them continue that tradition out there of Amarillo wrestlers. So uh, glad to see him at Northern Colorado. He's, he's having a rough year, uh, pretty rough campaign. So um, 
there's been a couple of uh, exceptions, but Wind Lake should be able to handle this one and, and pick up the win. Move on, right? So 25 to 3 there, decision for Whit Lake. Going 197 pounds, Cerber's taking on Xavier Vasquez, a redshirt junior, another hometown guy from Greeley, Colorado. Something's uh, going good at Greeley, you know, those uh, farm kids. They know how to wrestle. So this is awesome. Uh, love seeing that. But uh, for Cerber, I think we're going to see him start to hit his stride here. As the season progresses, he's having a lot of fun. Like Of all the wrestlers in the lineup, uh, Luke Serber really seems to be the guy who seems to be having the most fun. And I love to see that. Love what he's doing. Um, he has a couple of losses, obviously, on the year. Hasn't exactly uh, dominated, but he's you know lost to really good wrestlers. I mean, I, I don't think he has a, a loss that's not to a top 12 guy. So um, he, he's been putting together a great season so far. He looks like he's having fun. He goes for it. He's very aggressive when he gets a feel and realizes he can stretch this thing out because he's better than the other guy. He does it, as we saw against Columbia. Um, so expect him to continue to do that. I think that uh, we're going to see Server probably pick up another tech fall here um, or a pin. I, I really think we're going to see that. So um, it should be a fun one. Uh, Luke Serber's, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers. and uh, It's because he is aggressive and really goes out and uh, leaves it on the mat. Uh, love love watching him go, and he makes a lot of sacrifices for the team. So uh, hopefully we see that again. That'd make the uh, if it's a um, tech fall that would make it thirty one to three for the pokes, and then uh, that would leave us set against Xavier Doolin. Uh, Doolin's a redshirt freshman from Kansas City. Um, this is the kind of opponent that I would like to see Doucette open up against. Uh, he should be able to handle this one in regulation and put some points up. Um, if he works his offense, gets that confidence up, hey, I can get to this guy's leg, I can score points, I can um, stretch these things out. That's what I'd like to see from Doucette this week against uh, Doolin. He should be able to. He should be able to put up some points. He should be able to get his offense going. Um, and, and pick up a, a decision here. You know, hopefully it's one of those six to nothing type of decisions. Um, is what we see. That's what should happen, and uh, hopefully we get that from Doucette here. Uh, Boke should win this one handily. Uh, I've got it thirty-four to three. It could definitely be um, like a thirty-one to six, depending on what happens with the Mastro match. I think that's the main toss-up, um, and then maybe. Uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be the main toss-up. I think G's going to take care of business. So, um, yeah, 34-3. Uh, a lot of people are going to pick Carter to give up bonus points to Alirez, but again, I think that the uh, Casimir loss was fluky. Connor, or I'm sorry, Carter Young has not given up uh, many bonus points in his career. Any, any, except for last week. So um, I just, I'm, I'm not going to pick that to happen two weeks in a row. Uh, just not going to do it. So... Um, we'll see what happens on Friday night. Um, this is another thing I want to point out here in between the previews. We could see lineup changes this weekend. Uh, in fact, Coach Smith said on his radio show that we would see lineup changes. Um, this isn't going to be the same lineup. I don't know what the changes are going to look like. Um, there are a lot of rumors out there. I don't see Dayton Fix dropping to 125 pounds. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, speculation about that out there. I know that there's some um, 
fuel on that fire with Whitcraft getting a bonus match there against Columbia. Um, but I just don't see it happening. It doesn't make any sense to me. The best lineup is kind of what they got here. Um, I don't, I don't see G cutting down to 149 to replace Voinovich. Voinovich has been really good, uh, and they like Voinovich a lot. So I don't think they're going to replace him by any means. Uh, it would be silly to do that in my opinion. Uh, I haven't been a wrestling coach for 32 years, so I don't know. Um, but to me, Voinovich has looked really good and has, you know, you'd be sacrificing a lot there with Voinovich if you took him out of the lineup. Not only um, his future with the program, but, uh, you know, he's got a brother that's a really solid prospect. He's uh, got four years of eligibility here. Um, I think, it, I think it, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, G's been wrestling really good at 157. So I don't really understand wanting to replace him. Uh, Wyatt's been Wyatt at 165. I know he's had some rough results. And then beyond that, you don't really have anybody at 160. I mean, you've got guys in the room that, that could fill in. I, you know, we've seen some things from Jalen Harper. We've seen some things from Chance McClain. Um, they could certainly go there. I just, it doesn't really, it doesn't really resonate to me. Um, with Carter, um, you got Teague Travis cut down to 141. I don't know. I don't know. There's potential for change, but um, I think the lineup they've got is the best lineup that they can have. And uh, who know? I guess we need to see that, right? So we might see some backups get some work this weekend uh, against Northern Colorado. Um, we might see it against West Virginia, but... I don't know. I, I think this is probably the best um, lineup that you can put out there. and um, I think they need all the scraps they can get, quite frankly. I think that these guys need to uh, continue to develop, and the best way to do that is you know, to get tossed into the fire. So hopefully we continue to see that, and we see these guys be the primary lineup moving forward. Uh, the West Virginia Duel is at 2 o'clock on Sunday on ESPN Plus again. Um, gonna start it at 125 pounds. Uh, Mastro's taking on number eight, Killian Cardinale, who's a redshirt senior from Bristow, Virginia. He transferred from Old Dominion after that program was cut. Uh, Mastro's 0-2 against Cardinale. Cardinale, he's a he's an elite wrestler. He's he's really good on top. Um, he's really good on his feet. He's really aggressive. He's really fast. So Mastro probably gonna struggle on this one again. Um, but six year wrestlers have kind of been regressing. Uh, Jason Bryant's been pointing this out a lot. The guys who are taking that COVID year have really been not as solid as they uh, were in their junior years. Um, but Cardinal didn't wrestle until the Midlands tournament, and then in that tournament he only wrestled one day. Um, he's kind of slow playing his schedule. Um He's undefeated on the season, but he hasn't been dominant. So which version of Trevor Master Giovanni shows up? Uh, which one do we get in this duel? He's capable of beating Killian Cardinale. Um, I, it's hard for me to pick that because, again, past results, Cardinale on his feet's really good. He matches well with Mastro, uh, strength to strength. So um, might be tough. Sledding for Mastro here. I, I expect Cardinal to pick up that win, but hopefully we see Mastro pull an upset here. 
Uh, again, getting his confidence back, getting back into the you know upper tier of the rankings, all that stuff. Um, Masters capable of doing it. Will he? We'll see. Um, but that'd start the duel off with the pokes in a hole there, 0 to 3. Um, 133 pounds, number two, Dayton's taking on David Rhodes, a redshirt freshman from Louisville, Ohio. Um, Rhodes is 1 and 5 on the season, and Dayton has been working on his top wrestling. So if we see another uh, tilt here, then he Dayton should get a pin. Um, just plain and simple. That's how that one should go. So um, I think that will get that um but you know it's does he clam up does Rhodes have an effective you know just stall out and and weather the storm and not get pinned we could probably see that kind of thing happen 141 pounds Carter's taking on Jordan Titus a redshirt freshman from Center Marichis New York uh, Titus is 14 and 7 on the season, including a big upset over former number one Cole Matthews at Pittsburgh. Um, his losses have come to Andrew Lears, Alan Hart, Frankie Talshahar, so he's his head his losses are to really good guys. Um, Titus uh, did lose to Carter before, so I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how this goes for Carter. Um, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we, we kind of don't know what we're getting with Carter week in and week out. Um, I expect him to get a decision here. Hopefully he does. That would make it 10-3 to 3 for the pokes. And we'll move on to 149 pounds. Number 20, Voinovich taking on number 28, Sam Hilligas, a junior from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who's transferred in from Virginia Tech. Uh, there's no ranked win, wins for Hilligas. He got major by Brock Mahler. He's first-year starter at West Virginia. Even though he's been there a couple of years, he started at Virginia Tech his freshman year, but didn't qualify for NCAAs. Uh, Voinovich should continue to take care of business here. Hopefully picks up the decision that would make it 13-3 to for the Pokes. Um, hopefully we see Voinovich continue to stretch these out. These are the kind of guys he has to beat. So would like to continue to see that. 157 pounds. G's taking on number 28, Alex Hornfeck, a redshirt senior from Mars, Pennsylvania. Um, Hornfeck has a ranked win over uh, Caesar from Columbia. Uh, who G beat last week. Um, expect G to keep this close as he continues to just develop and do the things that he's been doing. So should be able to get the decision here. That would make it 13-3. to Wyatt's taking on number 12, Peyton Hall, a junior from Chester, West Virginia. Hall was the 8th uh, place finisher at NCAAs last year and is having a really, really great season uh, to follow that up. So it's a tough matchup for Wyatt. Um, Hall's really solid in all positions, so... Um, unless Wyatt is able to be aggressive in the first period, which we haven't really seen him do much this year, um, then I expect Hall to pick up a decision here, which would make it 13-6 to for the Pokes. Um, at 174 pounds, Plot's taking on Scott Joel, a senior from Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania. Um, again, I think they've been able to get some rest this week. Uh, Plot has been... Um, yeah, he has that test on Friday that's a little bit decent there with Barry Asa, but I think he'll be able to get it done here and, and get the big win. Should be able to stretch and get bonus points against this guy. So that would make it 17-3. to 20-3 uh, for the Pokes. Um, Whitlake is taking on number 30, Anthony Carmen, a redshirt junior from Glendale, West Virginia. Um, I, I expect Whitlake to do the same thing that he does here. Just keep it close, win. Right? That's what he's been doing. That's what he should continue to do. Pick up the decision, 20 to 3. 
197 pounds, number 21, Luke Serber, is taking on number 32, Austin Cooley, a redshirt sophomore from Somerset, Massachusetts, who was originally at Pittsburgh, but he transferred to West Virginia. Uh, Cooley's been injured, so we might see one of his backups, Wickersham or Bush, here. Uh, either way, Serber has been stretching out these matches in performing well, and I anticipate him to pick up another tech fall. Um, Hopefully we see Serber continue to do that and start dominating these guys who are lower than him in the rankings so he can move up into that top 12 or so and get a good seat at NCAAs. Uh, and then here's a more interesting uh, matchup here at 285. Uh, number 25, Connor Doucette taking on number 26, Michael Wolfgram, a redshirt junior from York, Pennsylvania. Wolfgram is very, very, very similar to the two two of the guys that Doucette has lost to. Uh, Josh Heinzelman at OU, and then Jared Neisenbaum at Duke. Um, if Connor is confident, if he takes chances, if he just <laughs> goes for it, that's what Connor Doucette needs to do. If he goes for it, if he is confident in himself and his abilities, then he'll win here. Um, I truly believe that about Connor Doucette. Um so I, ex- I expect Tim to win. Um, but I also expect this one to be a 10-minute match through sudden victory and tiebreakers because he's kind of been doing that. He's, given, he's been giving us some bonus wrestling. So um, I, want him to, I want him to win in regulation. I hope he does, and I think he can. But I expect this one to go to overtime again where Doucette will pick up the win and make the duel 28-6 in favor of the Pokes. Um, now, this could easily turn into a 25-9 or 21-12 duel again. Uh, West Virginia is having a really solid season, and we are the only full Big 12 member that they haven't beaten since they've joined the Big 12. Um, they have a path to do that. They certainly do. But our guys need to take care of business to avoid that kind of thing. Um, definitely don't want to see West Virginia. I, I, I want to see them get better, um, but I don't want them to beat the Pokes. So. Uh, want to continue that streak here that's been going since 2013 when they joined the conference. So should be a fun one. Overall, <clears throat> it's going to be a fun weekend with the two duels, the casino night, the basketball game on uh, Saturday is a big one with Iowa State. So there's a lot of really fun things going on this weekend in Stillwater. Wish I could be up there, but uh, you know it is what it is. For next week against Michigan, I will be at that. Uh, there's going to be a casino or an RTC happy hour before the event on Friday. Um, would love to meet y'all. So definitely uh, we'll talk more about that next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions, please feel free to submit them to me wherever you can find me at Lee Cawthon on Twitter, at Dynasty underscore Defined on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on email, whatever you want to do. I'm around, so just reach out. But, uh, Really appreciate everybody for listening. Really appreciate everything that's going on with Oklahoma State Wrestling right now. I'm still optimistic. I think there's a lot of really good things to look at. And uh, we'll continue to talk about that. And thank you all, of course, for the patience. I I really appreciate you all. And I'm uh, excited to share the changes that are coming up. So stay tuned and go Pokes.